Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you for another day. And Lord, we want to um, thank you for this opportunity to gather together uh, again in your name. Lord, we uh, we thank you for the incredible blessings of last weekend, um, all the ways we saw you move, all the ways that uh, you gave hope to people, the way you gave smiles to people. Uh, Lord, it was an amazing thing to see. Lord, we thank you. Um, we come to you humbly because you allow us to partake in these things. We, you allow us to be part of your plan. Um, to think that we serve a, a, a mighty God who incorporates uh, us um, into, into, into his plan is just amazing to me. Lord, I ask you to be with us during this conversation today. Lord, I pray that uh, whoever hears it, uh, Lord, that they they hear a heart on it. Uh, Lord, it's a topic that um, is not talked about much. Uh, it's not hit head on much from the Christian community. Um, Lord, I pray that um, I pray that you start to change us. Um, yes, in our community, in our our state, in our country, in the world. Um, Lord, it is a topic that's. Um, overlooked, brushed aside, not really taken serious, uh, not really thought about, um, Lord. So, so I pray that you give us the wisdom to talk through it. Lord, I pray that I don't say, Lord, I pray, I'm just going to be honest, I pray I just don't say something stupid. Yeah. Um, Lord, I pray that whatever we say is pleasing to you. Um, Lord, if there's places that we need to be convicted ourselves in, Lord, I pray that you do that to, to us individually uh, and to anybody who's listening. Lord, again, we thank you for just the amazing grace and mercy that you show all of us. Lord, we love you and want to pray this in the holy, powerful, spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Cassinet podcast number 27. This is the, uh, what'd you call it, the 27 Club? 27 Club. 27 Club. If you don't uh, know what that is, that's your homework assignment for today. There you go. Go find out what the 27 Club <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix is br- part of it. Yes. Brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I am joined once again with my, uh, my, my co-host, my running mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt Hines. Great to be here today. Very exciting. And uh, the maestro on the soundboard that's uh, joining us once again is Adam Shine. Ain't no maestro. Just pretend real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you guys heard in the prayer, I want to uh, address something that... Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've kind of um, pushed aside... Uh, I've never really gone after it real hard. I've never really attacked this subject really hard. It's never really been something that's been real convicting to me. Um, so I've been like the masses that has 
um, just kind of not thought about it. Not really did anything about it. Not really. So this came from a conversation that you and I had, Matt, uh, last week on a, a phone conversation. So I go to a church, and um, we're talking about last week's uh, Move the Hills event, which was amazing. So any of you who are listening, who uh, helped out, who stopped by, who, who were part of that, uh, we want to thank you. Yes. Mm. Uh, it was um it was an amazing day still without the concert and all, but just to be able to, um, I felt this year was so much more intimate. Didn't seem to be rushed. Yeah. We didn't seem to be preoccupied ourselves with all the other stuff going on. Right. We could kind of concentrate more on this. Um, so that's a lot of what I felt this year for it. It's a great day. I love it on people. Yeah. Um, so as usual, we get asked to go to a church and speak afterwards. Uh, just kind of talk about the day and things like that, which is always, you know, we're always thankful for that. So I start looking around, and, and let's be honest, the topic that we have, that we always all talk about right now, is 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 the COVID. <laughs> the COVID. Hmm. Everything's a COVID now. So you start to see the um, the effort that's put in to stop the COVID from spreading because, man, the numbers, people are just dying left and right. So I think we're up to 170,000, maybe 160-some thousand, Alleg- if you believe alleged. that numbers, allegedly. So you can take that for what you, um, you want to believe. But let's say that is a legit number. Okay. Um, so I just see a massive amount of effort put in by the church to stop this. Got to wear a mask, can't gather, wiping down everything, separating all chairs apart, all this stuff. And it's not just this church doing this. All, you know, the even vast here, majority of churches. Even here at our building, um, after every out of the boat, you know, we have one of our members, uh, TD, who comes yeah. in, wipes everything down, wipes everything clean. He's getting ready to go. Yeah. Getting ready for the next meeting. Yeah. So, again, I, I'm not going to say that this was something that the Lord put in my head, but this was one of the things that just jumped into me between services. Give him the heater. What if the Christian community put this amount of effort into trying to stop abortion? Mm. Amen. I mean... Think about it. Think about the amount of time, effort, money involved in this. And yet, when was the last time you heard it even spoke of from the pulpit? There when, a- when was the last time you heard any of your local churches in your local community saying, hey, we're going to... I, I don't like the whole protest thing. I understand it's part of America. It's part of your right. But there's never been a time where I've gone somewhere and I've seen someone protest and I said, you know what? I completely changed my viewpoint now. Right. What What is going to change the fact if that woman or or girl is already at the abortion clinic, the Christian community has already failed. 
Stop trying yes. to squeeze. Stop trying to slip in in the last minute and save everything because you should have been there at the beginning. Mm. We should have been there from the beginning. We should have had some type of relationship. We should have been a, a community, an organization, a a, a a a church, something that would have been more inviting to that person when this first happened. Than on the on that final day when they're making this decision, mm. because in our society right now they're going to feel more welcomed walking into a fourteen year old girl will feel more welcome walking into Planned Parenthood than they ever would into a church. Oh, absolutely! Mm. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, uh, especially those listeners here in Ohio, Planned Parenthood was not shut down one day for COVID, and and I know there are people out there who. This is a touchy subject, and they might not like our stance on this. Well, here's what I got to say. Take it up with the Lord, because if there's one thing that I believe the Lord has really put into me is all lives matter. And if you want to go out and you want to support Black Lives Matter, then you should be standing in front of the abortion clinic, because those lives matter too. And it is time for the church to wake up. It is time for the people who say they follow after Jesus to understand Jesus would not be for abortion. He would not. And here's the other thing I want you to know. Maybe you're listening to this and you've had an abortion. That does not separate you from the love of Jesus. Amen. That abortion that you may have had, the blood shed on the cross covers that. If you've never really sat down with the Lord and had a conversation about your abortion, maybe today's the day that you're able to do that. But church, this is not the time to say, well, you know, it's, it's my body, my choice. It, it's, it's, it's about women's health care. Abortion is not about health care. It's not. You might be saying, well, you know, well, what if, you always hear all these what ifs. Well, what if the woman needs to do this to, to, to survive? Uh, I've been an ER nurse for 25 plus years. I don't remember one time in my career that a woman has come in pregnant and the doctor has said, Matt, we, we need to get the OR team in here right now and do an abortion so this woman is going to live. It's never happened. And I totally agree with your stance, Sean. If the church would come rally around abortion, rally for life like they have COVID, we would start to make some great impact onto lives. Because I have no doubt, number one, I do believe that abortion is a sacrifice, a literal blood sacrifice to Lucifer himself. I believe that. And I believe the people that are behind these abortion clinics, I believe a lot of them serve him as their, as that's their master. They recognize that. But what I also believe is, is that the enemy also works in the spiritual side with these ladies who come in and have this done and, and he puts guilt in their life, guilt in their mind. 
and he in turn will stay with them for the rest of their lives until they can come to know Jesus or till they can lay down that sin at the foot of the cross. Um, <clears throat> so when you say the church rally around, again, I'm not a person who thinks that if you go out and, and have a big picket line and make all these signs, um, you know, the whole... I mean, how do you think that girl's going to really feel when she has to cross that to go in there? You're just adding to that guilt, aren't you? Right. So it has to be before they even get into the car to go there. It has to be because of a relationship that was built before the before this person even got pregnant. Mm. You know? But I mean, let's be honest. Fourteen year old girl ends up pregnant in this community. Are they gonna walk into any of these buildings that have these big tall steeples on them? Mm. No. No. Are they going to walk into any of these churches? No. Are they going to walk into the out of the boat, grace and grit? No, because there's no relationship there. But the other part about it is, why do we not talk about it? Because if you're going to take the stance that you want someone to stop, then you better be willing to be able to take that baby, though. Mm. There's the other part of the Christian community mm. that doesn't want to have a part of this. Why? Because we can't, we can't have our lives disrupted, our perfect Christian life. We can't have it dis disrupted by taking in someone else. I mean, so you're going to stand there and say, hey, 14-year-old, don't, don't do this. Are you willing to then say, I'll take the baby? Well, now you got a whole... You got a whole realm of Christians that are turning around and running now, right? Because it's going to affect, well, it's going to affect my perfect home. Is the church standing up, going, "Hey, we'll financially support you if you do this"? No, no, we got a new building we need to build. I mean, we can't support the community itself and and trying to help feed the kids that we have right now. Could you imagine trying to help raise one? Hmm. And we call ourselves the church. I think for any disciple of Jesus that's listening to this, I, I, would, I would ask you this question. And, and you know, I'm ashamed um, because I'll have to answer the same thing. When we stand before the Lord, He is going to ask us, what did you do? What did you do? Being a follower of me, what did you do about abortion? And here's the thing that you brought up just a little bit ago. Why aren't the pastors preaching about it? Well, let's just be honest here. Because they understand that they're going to maybe irritate quite a bit of their congregation it's almost like it, you might be better to preach on porn than you would be about, about abortion. 
Well, and, and accept the fact that there are people who are sitting in these congregations calling themselves Christians who believe that, that abortion is perfectly fine. And listen, we will argue all day with anyone who wants to take that stance. I do not know, and I'm not going political here, I'm going Christian followers of Jesus, how in the world you can be a disciple and tell people you follow Jesus and then in the same breath say, abortion is okay. Those two do not go together. They cannot go together. Jesus was about life and life to the fullest. Jesus is not about death. If Jesus was about death, he would never have returned. He would never have given his spotless life to cover our sin. And I want to challenge every one of you listening. If you think abortion is good, I want you to really think about that, especially if you're a believer in Jesus. Take that to the Lord and say, Lord, here's my thoughts on abortion, Lord. Work through that. Read the New Testament. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John again. And then after you do that, hold that, that piece, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and say, is there anything in here that Jesus said that would put credibility to killing an innocent baby? There is nothing there that you will find that will be admissible when you stand before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords There's nothing there. You will fall on your face and you will plead for forgiveness. Amen. It's it's stirred in me today. Uh, And I got to tell you, quite honestly, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I I thought anybody who was against abortion were, you know, just these religious zealots and... And if that's what somebody wants to be able to do, then they should be able to do that. Well, you know what? I was dumb. It's a get out of jail free card. That's all it is. Yeah. It is because we live in a society that doesn't really want to punish your actions. If you decided to do this and this happens, I mean but but we don't we don't we don't want that. So so we we've masqueraded it as freedom of choice and it's you know again, my body, my choice. Well, I could do that with the Kobe too. Yeah. I mean then here's the argument. Well, yeah, but if you don't wear your mask, you're killing grandma. Well, you're killing your child. Like what's the difference? Yeah, the verbiage the verbiage that goes along with abortion should be enough to wake up any believer. You know, um, and I'll tell you, this is just a little side subject, but this will be something for another podcast. There is verbiage out there now that should haunt believers and parents, and it has to do with pedophilia. Folks, listen. Whatever verbiage that goes along with abortion, woman's rights, women's health care, women's whatever. Fetus. Yes, fetus. You know, you take away from the life of the baby um, instead of giving that, calling that baby a living human being, you call it a fetus. Mm-hmm. 
or you say women's health care instead of abortion, abortion instead of murder. There is coming right now upon this country a new verbiage, and it has to do with sex with children. And so I'm not going down that rabbit hole. That's a different day. But I'm telling you, wake up, pay attention. Notice how they're changing. Instead of child molestation, they, they're calling it loving on children. I mean, there are all these things that are happening, but they have been using this verbiage for years that has in turn allowed us as the church to not even be talking about this um, from the pulpit. And here's the thing, church, I'm talking to any person who is a believer in Jesus Christ listening to this. We have to take accountability. We have to own the fact that we haven't held our pastors, that we haven't held the people that bring the message to us more accountable for not preaching the word of God when it comes to abortion and taking a stance and instead of being able to, you know what, I don't want to really want to offend a lot of the people that are here today by, by saying where we should stand on abortion. And so in turn, you don't even talk about it. We, we have to own that. We have to say, you know what, enough's enough. And you know what? If people stop listening to this because of this podcast today, we'll see you later. That's fine. So I've said before, I'm a, I'm a numbers kind of person. I like numbers because numbers don't, they don't lie. I mean, they, they are what they are. Um, now, if you research and get the wrong numbers to put into your formula, then those numbers will lie. But, um, you know, if you just go and do some just common math on stuff, sometimes it'll blow your mind. So, uh, so I'm just going to put some numbers out there for people to understand what we're talking about. So according to the almighty CDC, right? So if you have the top, the leading causes of death in America right now. Uh, so these stats would be from... They're a couple years behind, right? 2017. Yeah, yeah they're a couple years behind to go on everything. So everything I'm going to tell you is going to be yeah, a couple years behind, but it's, it's the latest stats that are out there. So right now, the number one uh, killer in America would be uh, heart disease. Uh, 647,457 people. Um, on average per year die from congestive heart failure or heart disease. Um, that adds up to be about, or that divides out to be about 1,773 people a day. Okay. Okay. So the um, number two would be cancer. So you're going to be at 599,108. So now you're looking at about 1,641 people a day die from cancer. Um, what I find really funny on the CDC's website is they don't actually list what is truly the number three killer in America, which is uh, medical mistakes, medical malpractice, medical you know accidents, mm. any of that type of stuff. 
So any of the stuff you go out there and read, it usually say uh, usually somewhere between the two hundred fifty to two hundred sixty thousand people a year. Think about that. So they're given the wrong prescription. They're given a wrong amount of prescription. A medical procedure goes bad. Surgery goes something like that. Um, misdiagnosed. What whatever it is. Um. So right now, as it stands with COVID. We still need to get to 100,000 more deaths for the COVID to equal what the medical professional field typically knocks off each year. Sorry for my verbiage, but that's just kind of... Now, that being said, have you ever not advised someone to go to the hospital or to go to urgent care or to go see a doctor? Right. Okay. So, just to put that in perspective. So, let's go with 250. Turn 50,000 people a year um, pass away from medical. Um, so that's uh, 684 people a day. 684 people a day. So, I mean, we're talking crazy numbers here, right? Um, so the stat that I looked up for abortion... It actually was taken from 2016, the year before. On average, in America, 3,000 abortions are done per day. Wow. Wow. That is a... Per day. Now, we have locked down a country on um, something right now that's averaging 1,100, 1,200. So... Um, where are we going to be at here? 1,950,000. That's reported. That's reported. Yeah. If you go to worldmeter.com and you look at the world right now, just for this year, 2020 right now, twenty-five over 25 million in the world just for this year in abortions. Again, I hope that sinks in with uh, all of you as you're listening, as we are, are just, it's resonating in us right now as we talk about those numbers. These one million, these are one million lives. These are babies that are still in the womb, that have a heartbeat that are developing a brain, they're developing lungs, they have arms, they have legs. These aren't just tissue. Those are some of the things they want us to think. It's just tissue. No, no, it's not. This is something that was created in the image of God, that God knew every hair that that child was going to have. This is just an astounding number. And you know what? Each year, it's more and more. And I want you to think about it on this side of it. That's a million plus women that have to live the rest of their life with that. Mm. So... 
If you go with what the, the number of the COVID is right now, 170-some thousand. Um, abortion surpasses that in 56 days. Huh. So basically less than two months. So let me ask you this, Sean. Uh, I'll play the the role of the pro the pro abortion. I'm I'm good with it. I'm sitting in church every Sunday. I write my tithe out. Uh, I love Jesus. I read my Bible every morning. Um, I'll even post on Facebook that um, this was my um, devotional this morning. So, what is it you want me to do, Sean, by by this podcast? What what is it that you 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 expect from me? Um, honestly, I want people to go and ask this question to God. I want people to say, uh, okay, God, what do you say on this? What, um, why am I not convicted about this? Why can I read my Bible? Why can I go to church, listen to messages online. Um, I mean, Joyce Meyer really makes me feel good about myself each day. Um, why do I not feel, why do I not agree with them? Why don't I agree with this? And take it up with the Lord. Like we say on a lot of things. If you don't like what we're saying, that's fine. You can have your, you can have your disagreements with, with me on this. Um, but what I do ask you is take it up with the Lord. You know, if, if you think I'm being too extreme about stuff, that's fine. Take it up with the Lord. Um, can I go... Can I use verbiage that may be a little bit over the top? Yeah, I, I can. That's, that's typically how I communicate in general anyways. Um, but again... Anybody who's listened to this, what have I said that's not right? What have I said that is contradictory to what the Scripture says? What have I said that is factually wrong about what the, ch what the church is currently doing or what's going on in society right now? If I'm wrong about something, that's fine. Let me know. But if you just don't like what I'm saying because you don't agree with this with this part of Scripture, I didn't write the Bible. Thank God for that. <laughs> take it up with take it up with the author who did. Yep. Right. And stop trying to think that the Bible was flawed because it was written by flawed men. No, it was written by men who were influenced by the Holy Spirit. All right. So it wasn't. Luke may have physically been writing the words down, but the Holy Spirit was telling him what to write. Amen. Again, if you if 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 you're not gra grasping that concept, take a, take that up with the Lord. So, but this but there were two things that came in my head when you were talking. Psalm one thirty nine. For you created my inmost being. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 
Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb. Now this is God speaking to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. There are... <sighs> there were people that were created that never set foot on this earth that God knew because their mother decided to, to abort them. The amount of love and effort that God put into them before they were ever even created. Like, how could anybody, how could anybody think that that is the right thing to do? So, if you go into your Old Testament, you will read in several places there um, about the Canaanites and one of the gods, little g, gods that they worshipped was Moloch. Um, and you will read that those followers, those Canaanites, would basically, on the altar of Moloch, Molech is another pronunciation. Um, uh, others t would say Baal. That they would do child sacrifices to their God. And that's what's going on today in an abortion. It's not just a, quote, medical procedure. That's exactly what it is. It's just in a different name and mm -hmm. a different era of time. Um, I, I love to listen to other podcasts and, uh, I probably listen to one or two podcasts a day. Um, and I, and I heard on one of my favorites, there was an interview going on and, um, I, I'll just put it out there. Uh, the Hagman report, one of my favorite podcasts, Doug Hagman, uh, check him out. Um, give them a listen. He has some wonderful guests. Uh, a believer in Christ, and he has some really interesting folks that come on a show and uh, really um, has inspired me in a lot of areas. But one of the folks that was on as a guest was talking about that he had gone before the Lord in prayer and asked God, you know, God, why, why is cancer still here? Why is cancer still taking so many of your followers, people who love you and follow after you? And he said the report back was, you know, I've sent several people who would have been able to cure it, but they were aborted. Hmm. And, I, and I still remember the stretch of road that I was driving on. It was on 33, just below Athens, Ohio, just a few miles south of the combo. Like, I still remember where I was when he said that because that hit me like a semi would have hit me. Wow. But so to put that into more sports terms. So for all of us here at Ohio State that are, or, or in Ohio that are Ohio State fans. So for the last couple of years, we've just watched J.K. Dobbins. I mean, we've watched J.K. Dobbins. And they told a story about oh, how yeah. his mom was, I mean, his dad begged his mom not to go through with this. I mean, look at what he 
we wouldn't have known how many other thousands and thousands of people do we do that we do not know because of this. You know, there's so many out there that are they've been just so brainwashed on on this topic. I mean, they really have. I mean, a lot of people just say, well, you know, the world just couldn't take that much in population. Like God couldn't didn't you know didn't think of that. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I I just think of what are the the ministers, the pastors, the husbands, the mothers, um, the brothers and sisters um, who are all that never got a chance to be here. Who were the world leaders? Who were, you know, the, um, I mean, we're talking other countries, you right. know, who were, um, you know, leaders in, in, in Africa or South America or Asia that never got a chance. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's been a topic that my wife and I have never really kind of hit head on. It's never been one that's really... Yeah, it's been one of those where I've just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. You know, not with my belief system now because there was a time in my life when I did. Um, you know, there's also a time in my life when I, when I actually thought porn would make your marriage better. Right. Like, um, so, I was, there's also a time when I thought you had to have ten beers before you left the house to go out at night. I mean, huh. things change over time. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, and I think, I think that's part of what the spirit does. You know, changes your perspective on things, changes your thoughts on things, uh, removes, you know, some things from you. Um, so I have a different feeling of it now, but it was always one of those things that I was just kind of kind of afraid to really kind of really go out on and build and say, no, th- here, here's my stance. And if, if, if you don't agree with me, We'll have the conversation. Unfortunately, we don't live in a country anymore where you can have a conversation with anybody. Either you agree one hundred percent with me, right. or we're just we just can't be friends. Um, I remember I saw an interview with Garth Brooks. You know, I'm still a big fan of his. Never heard of him. Who I who I grew up with. Um, there's other genre other than heavy metal. You really should branch out. I like Frank Sinatra, but but, uh, <laughs> but he said he's like whatever happened to the time like when he grew up where. You know, you could have a disagreement with, you could have 10 friends and you could disagree with three or four of them, but you were still friends. Right. Yep. Like, I remember those times, but it's not, it's not how it is now. Um, but this has just been a topic that I feel myself have not really because, and this was exactly the conversation that my wife and I had on Sunday, because are you willing to step in? and take that child that you're convincing somebody not to get rid of. Mm. There's a lot of people out there that are. But there's a lot of people like us, and that's exactly what we said. Well, the reason that we don't is because it's going to mess up our perfect little family that we have right now. But again, are you living for your view, or are you living of a, of a, a, a God's worldview? Is it your selfish worldview, or is it God's worldview? How are you living your life? So let me go back to what you what you said early. It was kind of the question is, 
if the church would address abortion up front, like we've been so aggressive to address COVID, what would the impact be? Let me just expand on that a little bit in when was the last time you as a believer prayed and asked forgiveness of the sins of people who have had abortion? When was the last time that you prayed about abortion at all? When was the last time that you'd asked God to cover those people in the blood of the lamb Mm. to help them work through the depression that comes with that as a, as a believer? When, when, When's the last time you prayed for the people who are considering it to uh, make that decision to not do it? Yeah. So if you're listening and you're saying, well, what is it that you want us to do? Well, I think it's no different than when someone puts out a thing on social media to say, you know what? My dad's in the hospital. Will you please pray for him? He's having a heart attack. We all believe that as the numbers start to multiply of believers praying that God can move in any area. What we really know or we should know as believers is if two or three people pray, God can move mightily. God talks about, and people put this, I see this on Facebook all the time, you know, if the nation will, you know, bow to me and repent that, you know, I, I will, you know, turn, turn back to them. There has to be repentance in that. And so here in abortion, there has to be repentance. Why do I have the belief that this is, this country is mystery Babylon in the book of Revelation? Well, number one, we are the leaders in the world in abortion and in pornography. There will be an answer for that. There will be judgment. And that's why I believe we are, as America, we are mystery Babylon. There will be an answer for that. But in the meantime, what can we do as believers here today? I believe we, we, we hit our knees and we ask the Lord for forgiveness. We ask the Lord to move. We ask the Lord to put people in our path that are considering abortion. Maybe they've already had an abortion. There are many people out there that I believe that could be listening to this that are now followers of Christ who have had an abortion and maybe nobody knows and they are racked in guilt. We want you to know Mm -hmm. God loves you. Mm -hmm. We hope you know that. If you're a follower of Jesus, you should know he loves you. He died on the cross for all of our sins. Abortion is covered in those sins as well. Could you possibly be someone who could step into a role to help other women who have either had an abortion or are thinking about it? Could you volunteer your time to help speak with them, to encourage them? Could you volunteer your time to let them know what Jesus has done in your life since then? If we as a church come together and pray about abortion, like we can come together to pray about someone's wife who has cancer or someone's daughter who has cancer or someone's child who was hurt in a car accident, if we can come together as a church for all those things, we need to come together first and foremost for abortion to stop. Will it ever stop? Probably not. But you know what? Can we start to impact one life at a time? Mm. 
the old adage, how do you how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. How can we impact the kingdom regarding abortion? One life at a time. Amen. So this goes to um, kind of what I talked about uh, last week. I don't know if it was on a podcast or when I was speaking at church. Um, so the Lord has placed you and you in this community. All right. So how do we start to have an impact on the abortion pandemic that we have in our country? We start here. We start in our community. Mm. Okay. Amen. So um, now do other communities have bigger? Yeah, they, they do. But this is where we need, this is where we need to start. So for anybody who's listening, if you want to know where to start, start in your community. That, 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 that's where we need to start. Um, you know, I, uh, it definitely won't be a, a, an easy battle. I mean, it, it never will be because, I mean, think about it. Just, just from the pure, the pure standpoint of what's going on, like, have you ever seen so many people who have fought so hard to have the right to kill something? Right. Great I mean, point. these people will fight tooth and nail to have a right. I mean, I mean, I, mothers will fight tooth and nails to have a right to kill their child. That's all that boils down to. Again, you might not like my verbiage, but that's what it is. That's exactly what it boils down to. So, how do we change that? We start with our community. Yes. I mean, and any of the other things that we've talked about, how do you start? You start in your community, you know? And it may just be a couple of you, but if you're following the Lord, He'll add the numbers to you. He'll open the doors for you. He'll open avenues for you. You know, I don't think this, I don't think this stops by getting a bunch of people to go, you know, protest in a parking lot before people are walking in at that point it's too late like i said before it needs to start honestly before these kids even get pregnant all right are you going to stop people to be 100 percent abstinent no you're not can you preach that do i believe with that yeah that's a whole other podcast of you know not dragging <laughs> things into a marriage and blah 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 again that's another thing that i've completely changed my stance on um, but it could also start with the fact that you just have a relationship with these people. So that way when something like this happens that they feel comfortable to come to yes. you. I mean, the church has been so judgmental. I mean, yes. they're judgmental of a local pastor because he wanted to have a, a ministry that was in a bar. Those are the people that need it. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally just want to challenge the listeners today. Go to your pastor and ask your pastor, Pastor, sometime soon, would you please speak on abortion? Pastor Brian, Pastor Mitch, Pastor Ron, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. And I'm going to ask you that question. Would you? 
I'm sure there's pastors that maybe listen to this. I don't know. We might not have any pastors that listen to this that might be a little nervous right now. Listen, if you're a pastor and you're a little nervous right now listening to this because you're not really sure, go to the Lord in prayer and ask him. Ask the Lord to, ask the Lord to give you the words um, to, to speak his word uh, to the, your people. Because I have no doubt. Uh, and, I, and I will go this far uh, towards the end of our podcast here. Listen, if you are a disciple of Jesus, if you proclaim to be a believer in Jesus and you support financially a political party, that's major platform is murder of babies created by God in the womb. You should be ashamed of yourself. There will be a reckoning. And so if you say, well, that, that offends me. I have the right to do what I want. Take it up with the Lord. But if you give money, if you support candidates, political parties, left, right, wherever they are, that are pro-abortion, you really need to go to the Father in prayer. You really need to be in his word. It is unbiblical, period. There is nothing that you're going to tell me in the Bible that is going to say, yes, I should support those people. But I do want to be clear. Not everybody on the right is against it. Totally. And not everybody on the left Duly is noted. for it. Yes, you're correct. You know, do research. Yeah. So I, I don't want to split it down party lines that way. No. No. I mean, I, I believe... The, I believe the, the majority is the majority. Yes. Okay? But there are some... Yes. Um, ...that... Um, yeah, I think people would be surprised if they really knew where their stance was. Um, I think people would be shocked in, in their churches... If the pastor said, everyone, you know how they do sometimes, all right, every head bowed, close your eyes, don't right. look around. If you want to accept Jesus, raise your hand. Right, right. We don't want anybody to see you. We don't want you to be ashamed. I believe if there was a completely honest Sunday in every church in America with every female, and the pastor would say, every head bowed, eyes closed, if you've had an abortion, raise your hand. I believe we would be shocked. Mm. Uh, and and I, I agree with that too. Um, so, but uh, I think most congregations would be shocked by a lot of things sure. that, that are in people's past. And, and that's, you know, that is where it needs to stay. We drag, we drag a lot of things around. Yeah. We all have th- stuff we need to, you know, take to the Lord. But on this topic here, um, you know, please hear us. Um, if for whatever reason this has happened, you know, to you, a, a decision that you made in the past, okay, you know, go to the Lord and just repent. Um, you know, there's no sin that can outweigh uh, the blood of Christ. Amen. There's nothing that you could possibly do um, that could outweigh the blood of Christ. So, um, but the enemy is going to try to convince you of yes. otherwise. Um, so don't allow that to happen. Um, seek professional help. 
um, go talk to somebody. Um, if you don't feel your pastor's a good person to go talk to, uh, ask your pastor who's a good counselor that they recommend. Um, you know, because I do, I do recommend counseling for people, but I also recommend that it's a Christian-based yes. counseling. I think I think that I mean we know people. I've gone myself um, that have got real benefit from that. Sometimes it's just talking to somebody who's completely neutral and just getting stuff out. I mean, I think that's a lot of a lot of what it is. Um, so, but please don't hear us that way. Yeah, I I totally agree. Please hear our passion mm. about our stance against abortion. Our passion is for reconciliation between you if you had an abortion we want reconciliation between you and jesus right our passion is that this this would never happen again because this is against what god wants again if god wanted death he would have never came and died on the cross for us Uh, please hear from me Uh, i'll echo what you just said sean the blood of Jesus covers all sin, abortion being one of them. Is it, it's never too late to hit your knees and ask the Lord to move in a mighty way in your life. It's never too late for you to just ask God for forgiveness. Um, maybe you're listening to this and your girlfriend from high school that you've not seen for 30 years had an abortion. And, and maybe that's always haunted you. Man, hit your knees and ask the Lord to move, and He will. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to help reconcile those things that need to be uh, brought up. And I have no doubt it'll happen. So my challenge to the church is it's time to act. It's time to do something. It's gotten out of control. It's gotten far out of control. All right. Um hit this head on just the same as how you're hitting, hitting the Covey head on. Yep. Um, put the same amount of effort, time, resources into it. Um, and I think people would be surprised as, as the outcome, but let's go after something that's really truly killing people. Yes. Well, I think that's it for the day. <laughs> Sorry to drop this one on you, Shine. Oh, that was a good good topic. It's a big hammer. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being with us. If you'd like to discuss it uh, with us, you know, you want to yell at us and tell us how we're wrong, we'll listen. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll listen. We'd be happy to do that. Reach out. Here's a question. If there's a topic that we haven't discussed if there's a topic that uh, maybe you feel uh, isn't hit head on by the church or hit head on by us at some point um, send it Um, I I think that's one of the things that we need to get comfortable with yeah is uh, in any topic because I believe all topics were covered in scripture 
Um, any, any topic, I believe, is covered in Scripture. I'm not saying that I know that, so I may have to do a little bit of research on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's something out there that you'd like to discuss, reach out to us. Probably the best way to get a hold of us would be uh, through Facebook. You can send us a message. You can email us. Um, but Facebook, we see those messages pretty quick because mm-hmm. uh, those come through to several of us. So, yeah, I, I think that'd be great. You know, there'd be some topics. Uh, I'm sure some people maybe want to hear where we're at on. Maybe uh, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Oh, boy. Um, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes. Um, there's there's probably quite a bit. Uh, we do have some guests lined up over the next couple of shows that uh, we're hoping to bring on or we're twisting their arms to have them come on. But, uh, yeah, we, we would love to hear from you. And... Um and if you're struggling with this and you need prayer, um, you need um, maybe you're in this area and, and you need to find a counselor, you want to find a counselor that you can trust, or maybe you just need somebody to talk to, uh, male, female, um, you know, please reach out. We have a lot of resources, uh, yes. people that we know. Um, maybe you just need prayer. Uh, please reach out. We'd be more than happy to pray for you. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't want, I don't want you to feel like you're still alone. It's always best to get things off your chest. So, all right, with that, you want to close this up, Matt? Yeah, let's pray. Um, Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I just feel like I need to ask right now. Lord, I just ask for supernatural protection over us, Lord, over the people who are listening to this, because I believe, Lord, this is one thing that truly gives power to the enemy. And he definitely is not going to like us touching this subject. And so, Lord, I just ask for protection uh, for us here supernaturally and for all those who are listening. Lord, uh, I ask for protection for the pastors who are going to be asked to speak regarding this, Lord. Lord, I ask for your spirit to just pour out on them, Lord that when they deliver a message from the pulpit, Lord, that it is your voice that everyone hears regarding the subject of abortion. Lord, I also just want to ask for forgiveness for those that have had an abortion. Lord, they might not even believe in you, but right now, Lord, I would ask that you would just forgive them. I ask for forgiveness of their sins. Lord, we just plead the blood over any believer who has had an abortion, Lord, or any believer whose wife has had an abortion, Lord, I just ask that you, your blood would cover those. Father, I just ask that if that is still buried deep within them, that guilt, Lord, that you would just reach out to them, Lord, in your spirit and start working that out with them. Lord, I thank you that we can come to you at any time, at any moment, Lord, wherever we are, that we could come to you, Father, and just pour out our hearts and you hear us and you speak to us. You promise us. You promise us, Lord, that you are taking care of us, that you are making a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, I ask that for everyone who hears this, that have always had this pro-abortion stance, that, Lord, that you'll start to let them see things the way you see things regarding abortion. 
Lord, that slowly but surely you'll start to change their mind. You'll start to let them see that life is important to you. All life is important to you. It's important to your will and your way. Lord, I thank you again, Lord, for this time. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, I thank you that we can have conversations and maybe disagree with others, but that we're able to work through those. Lord, we recognize you as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega Father. And so, Lord, we just ask that you go before this podcast even goes out, that you'll start to make a way for people to hear this who need to hear it. Lord, we just ask that you put people in our path, that this has impacted their life in some way, that we could speak to them to glorify you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've been here today. Father, uh, be with us and bless us until we meet again. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.